Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. The Big Apple. Oh, New York, baby. New York, baby, <laughs> on film. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This, this is, is a, a movie, movie podcast. podcast, and uh, this is a new movie, but an old movie. This is a cool one. This yeah. is a cool movie, you man. Need to, to <laughs> you need to what we talked this. about. You yeah. need to find how to see New York Ninja. That's right. A brand new movie that's been shown in select screenings across uh, the U.S. and Canada. And uh, it's cool. It's also on tape. You it's got on it. VHS. You got it on baby. the VHS. We just watched it. It is. I love people that make movies. Mm-hmm. We love movie makers, and yeah. this is a whole nother level of making a movie. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome acquired the rights to this movie that was like thirty-five years old. Yeah, it's never been finished. This thing was shot in the eighties. Yeah, eighty-four. Yeah, nineteen eighty-four, New York, which. Holy shit. Looked looked real rough. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it was rough back then. Big Apple, baby. They make it seem like a Mad Max shithole. Yeah, right. What an awful place to live. Gangs have overrun the city in 1984. (laughs) I mean, I know they were actors, but it felt real. (laughs) Man, there was a lot of gang members. There was like 80% gang members on screen at each Every surface was covered with graffiti. Yeah, man. Building, sidewalk, subway car. Everything. Wasteland. Dirty. <laughs> Just a filthy place. Greatest apparently. city in the world, I guess. I was alive in 1984. Is that happening across the country? I, I mean, that was Were actually... the events of New York Ninja real? That was a big thing in uh, in New York. They had to, like, they, it was called the broken window uh, solution, basically. Okay. Where they were like, we have to fix the small stuff because it's out of control. So wow. they, they were like, we have to clean up these subways and... Crime will go down with it, but that it was a huge. We're looking bad in the movies. It was a big. Yeah. They make the action movies. Yeah. We look like shit. Hey, no, it looked like shit. Maniac. <laughs> it looks like yeah, shit man. now in New York Ninja. It's awful in New York Ninja. This movie though, so it was made in 1984. Right. Never got finished. I don't know if financing fell through or what, and the original sound was all lost. No sound. Just <laughs> Not images. Not sound. Just the images. Okay. That had to be. Edited into a new whole movie, and then they had to redub the entire thing. Yeah. And it's great. And it sounds great, and yeah. it looks great. It's really and, an uh, accomplishment. It's really cool to see a lost film get revived and almost yeah, you know, there's like way. I know there's been lost films like, you know, The Other Side of the Wind. Sure. You know, like, oh, Bogdanovich finally finished Orson Welles, you know, the film promise he made to that man not 30 years prior. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but then there's finding New York Ninja and thinking, oh, yeah, we can make this into a movie. We can dub this. This can happen. Yeah. This was solid dubbing. As like, good as this, it gets. This this is about as good as you can find. They got a big cast yeah. of, you know, Vinegar Syndrome, I guess, talent. Like, yeah, you know, those character actors. Linnea Quigley and Ginger yeah. Lynn and Leon Isaac Kennedy. The best. Michael Berryman. Yeah. What a villain in this That guy's been around forever now. Holy cow. 
So they got a cool voice cast. Yeah. And all the sound effects, all the oh. the chopping effects, all the kicking effects, like the city effects. It was good. City effects. All the uh, the soundtrack is totally authentic sounding. The score is excellent. Yeah. The score makes a huge part of this. That's by this guy, Voyager. Yeah. yeah. Who is, he's one of those guys that released a lot of synth kind of carpenter mm-hmm. uh, acolyte music but and some fake scores. But now he's scoring real. Oh, this is a real movie. fake. So score. this is like, yeah, yeah real f- score to a old fake movie. But like a perfect like action ninja score, not just synths like a carpenter score. No, but no, no, just no. The, those big '80s drums and a cool guitar sting. Yeah, and yeah, all this kind of. Really, oh, it had all the aesthetics. Like real want. sounding. That's the great thing is we, you know, we get a lot of nostalgia stuff. It's not uncommon to be nostalgic for that specific era right. of like you know action movies, right? That's pretty common. But this is footage from <laughs> that era, right? Not we get a lot of remix. We got a lot of stuff like, oh yeah, we purposely made it look bad, like it's right. from there. No, man, this is new footage, so it's a new movie. It just is all from thirty-five years ago. It's great, and it looks so good. This is like one of those big overachievements, like the movies of Sirio Santiago. Ooh. One of those, you know, foreign-born guys that makes nothing but desert Mad Max movies that are really misogynistic. <laughs> but then you're yeah. like, damn, he got like a hundred guys on motorcycles. Like, that's that's above and beyond. Uh-huh. This so- <laughs> one's like, he got a hundred cheap plastic masks to put on different extras while they stand around wait for their turn to get their ass kicked (laughs) you know i really appreciate there's some kind of craftsmanship to that when a guy is like all right we need a gang for this and he thinks you know what we could get eight guys or we could get 80 guys (laughs) and he goes and gets a lot of guys and that's cool there's a lot of guys and they all all creep all creepy as hell really creepy their costumes are so cheap but weird. Yeah. They're really theatrically odd. Like they have f- big fake facial hair. Yeah. Some of the, it, it almost seems the... like a parody. Like if we didn't know it was shot in 84, it'd be like, wow, they're really going out of their way to make this guy a pirate. This guy, yes. the turban, you know, Middle Eastern characters. It, everything was like a Halloween costume. It's very It was ridic- basically village people of yeah, gangs. It's annoying because, like I said, if this movie had been made in 2021... Those gang members would have looked ridiculous. Yeah. We would have hated them. <laughs> you know, like. Knowing it was shot in A4, they looked ridiculous and we loved it. And them. I loved yeah. it all. These guys with the like, clear yarn mustaches. <laughs> like, do we know it's yarn? Because it seems like they, like they have fake Cheech Marin mustaches, but it's clearly like a craft. Yeah. Just a bunch of weird. <laughs> they might as well have like the Groucho Marx glasses yeah. and mustache on. They're all That's wearing essentially like what weird, they're doing. Some are wearing weird snow hats. Yeah. Some have face paint. There's eye patches. Pretty cool set of gangs. I'm not sure what everyone's theme was, but it was like a they big, had one. Everyone yeah, had it was one. a big cool warriors lark. You had Johnny Cufflinks. Johnny Cufflinks had, you know, and Rat Tail. You had Rat Tail. He had a rat tail. You had the plutonium killer. Dude, the plutonium That killers. was the Berryman voice, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the main I don't know super who that, sicko. I don't know who that guy villain. is, but what a badass. What movie was he in? I don't know. Because he wasn't in New York Ninja. He was in his own Frankenstein <laughs> yeah. horror serial killer movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy is. This thing was wild. I don't know who that actor is. Michael Berryman 
voiced that guy perfectly. Yeah. What an evil, sinister dude. He looked like... Uh, uh, he had like the Doc Ock glasses on. He looked like Mo Green, you know, in, the, in the Godfather, right? There you go. Yeah. No, he looked like not Michael Caine, like in a young Michael Caine gangster yeah, with those kind of look. Big old but like giant reflector glasses. Because he's a radiation freak, dude. The plutonium killer. The radiation subplot comes out of nowhere. I don't. I don't get it. I thought the main <laughs> plot was going to be that everybody lives in. Like the rapiest section of Gotham City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this movie much. is nothing but solo women going out on errands and getting immediately surrounded by like 15 guys that have just roving the streets with pipes and chains. Yeah, I didn't really know we were going to get such a heavy human trafficking. It was plot a heavy to New York Ninja. But yeah, these women are getting abducted. This guy's wife witnesses it and gets killed. He becomes the New York Ninja. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. No one figures alert. it out. The he's only Asian guy in the movie. He's straight up doing a Ninja. Clark Kent Superman thing where he like is hiding out in plain sight. You know, his alter ego is this sound engineer. So they're going around filming these rapes, I guess. <laughs> Just getting footage. Everybody's of just crime. filming these violent sexual assaults from across the and street. Then he disappears. The ninja shows up, kicks everyone's butt. He shows up again. Hey, what I miss? I was like, you can't be serious. <laughs> it really was All just right. that. All this right. guy John Liu, who made the movie in nineteen eighty four. One of these. What is it about guys with their own martial arts school that are like, yeah. I'm going to make me a movie I can now. do this on film. I can do this. I can be the lead. Now, he was an actor. He he's was got, in Kung yeah. Fu films. He's got, some, he's got a lot of credits, but they all end right before 1984. <laughs> yeah. So apparently he didn't go anywhere putting, after this one. Putting all the eggs in that one basket. That must have been it. And 35 years later, that vision is on the screen. It looked like it was going to be a little tough. Because John Liu and his big hair... His yeah. Delta Burke hair. He's a little flat. They all are, <laughs> right? That they kind of well, have you know, to the be, dubbing right? doesn't help with that, but it Even gives it, the, it it gives it a great like Jackie Chan. It has the same exact vibe. feel. Yeah. yeah, feels like you're watching so Super Cop. It was actually appropriate, and it's the same thing. All the bad guys are wearing like leather members only jackets right. with, with pantyhose on their faces and weird hats. But all the voices are like, "Yeah, let's get them." <laughs> it's a great. It was made out of love. Oh, this yeah. is a project of love. This is a two-year project that, imagine getting to put together this lost potential era classic. Yeah. It's a movie that if you rented at the video store, and when I heard about Jackie Chan, I went out and looked for any Jackie Chan movies mm-hmm. at the video store. I saw some cheap ones from the 70s, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah. And if I would have come home with this, this is a win. <laughs> like, this is a cool lost film. We've been bit before. Sometimes not everything lost means it needs to be found. Yeah, exactly. Lost for a reason. <laughs> Abandoned once, for a reason. Once Liu's life is over, when his wife uh, or fiance mm-hmm. witnesses, one of many witnesses to a kidnapping and assault. It's, New York uh, is just a sex trafficking ring. If you're gets, a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't go to New York. Don't go anywhere on the streets. It gets a, a little repetitive. Yeah, I gotta say the this is a ninety-minute movie. Seventy minutes of it is women getting <laughs> shuttled. 
It really is. It really is. So many scenes of a woman being like, "Hey, get off me, creep!" And then they're like, "Get her!" And then they and just it's always a big chase. Around. Yeah. And there's always suddenly eight more guys that were there before. And, and of like, course, geez. the New York Ninja shows up. One- immediately gets himself surrounded in every fight. <laughs> Yeah. And then one by one, just slowly <laughs> kicks guys to death. You know, there's something great about just like homemade stunts. <laughs> you know, there's something great about it. The fights in Deadbeat at Dawn. Yeah. Man, those I are I was fights. getting a strong Deadbeat at Dawn vibe with some of these. When it hears closer to Deadbeat at Dawn than Miami Connection, you know, that's like a good part of the scale to be yeah. tipping towards. Yeah. And a lot of these fights. You, I love seeing a guy lean face first into a big old hook and crescent <laughs> kick. Yeah. You know, how many guys are getting tagged with shots throughout this movie? Because the New York Ninja was putting down a dozen guys per. Oh, easily. Because it was never just a one one guy tearing one woman's dress. It was 12 guys getting mitts in. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were Showing all up in gra- the back of cars out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, man. Really surprising. They were just on, people. like, sex assault patrol 24-7. Who is, di- who is looking at New York and going, like, baby <laughs> want to be there i got the sense that they were like all just like on benders the whole time like these guys had just been out, out all night and they're like eh, let's destroy this car these men do not belong to any kind of polite society no they play by they're their animals. own rules they're they animals. tip cars <laughs> they they try to assault women 15 on one they, they d- stare at a ninja while he kicks their friend in the face that ninja man, I will say, John... Every, everyone's got a gun pointed at him every fight, and he's just like, "Hold on, <laughs> hold." Wait. There were several moments where he kind of like tiptoe pranced into scene, <laughs> but a guy had a gun on him for like twenty feet of that journey, and he's just kind of like, "Okay, hold okay, up, hold, up. <laughs> hold up, hold up." Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go? <laughs> but I'm not sure how much this is such a fun project uh, because even in when you have all the video, the voice acting could have made it like too silly mm-hmm. or too much like a bad anime. You know, they didn't go in for the jokey like I Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of things. They really took the voice acting seriously and probably made it better in a lot of ways probably. than uh, than it could have been. I have a feeling a lot of the original sound could have sounded bad. It's probably why they abandoned it. Honestly, I'm. I can only once they imagine out all, they got the tapes back, and they were like, "This is garbage." I mean, maybe, maybe I misunderstood the story, and they couldn't understand. Like, oh, yeah. great, none of this has sound. Well, we're ruined. Yeah, because there were so many scenes. Because they really wanted to show off that this was the Big Apple baby. Oh yeah. So it was like every ex- establishing shot was like Radio City Music Hall or cats yeah. in the background, La Caja Fall. Like, they were filming on these busy-ass New York streets, probably with very few permits. I gotta assume zero permits. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, all of this looked very guerrilla. Like, we see a guy filming, you know, the cameraman for the news station is filming out the car. They were using that footage <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Well, we get a great, we get some handheld carnival scene. Dude, I was get, I was like, girls at the carnival vibe uh-huh. all of a sudden. <laughs> Real car, yeah, a bunch of people don't know they're a New York ninja. Yeah. And they have a little cameo. A New York street fair in 1984 just captured on this nighttime carnival feel. Oh, yeah. That's the great thing. But then, yeah. We could have seen a movie like this as a shot on video. But this is 35 millimeter. This is like a film. I think he was going for a real film here. Yeah, Yeah, this is a legit film. This is supposed to be maybe an American breakthrough kind of 
idea for this guy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, who you know, there's and when it didn't happen, I can only imagine. <laughs> there's been those uh, those kind of movies before, right? Oh, yeah. And it could have crossed over, but it was a professional production. It was homemade, but when you're fil- lugging a camera around, mm-hmm. setting up some establishing shots, like you're making a movie. And there's some great shots of gang meetups across the Hudson. Mm. Great skylines in the background. He goes out of his way to film in front of bridges. Yep. And New York landmarks. Like, he is going to show you that he's filming in New York City. That's pretty cool. And it looks good. That kind of stuff looks good. They do all the things that I like, like uh, meetups where one car is parked one way and another (laughs) car pulls around and meets his... I love yes. that shit. Yeah. There's a weird performance by a guy named Bill Timoney as a undercover sex traffic. Yeah, the uh, Interpol guy. He's like a giant six foot six Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. redhead type. Hilarious. <laughs> Great. The villain, though, the uh, the the Mo Green, you know, that guy, yeah. Alex Rocco. I don't know who that guy is, but that's a villain. Oh, that's a direct-to-video villain. He was intense. Intensity, man. Ridiculous. And just like Deadbeat at Dawn, the fights kind of delivered. Mm. There was some cool stunt work. You know, they weren't slow-motion stuff. Guys knew how to work a sword. Yeah. These were not guys just like, yep. oh, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, it's cool to see Leatherface swinging around a chainsaw. But these guys... They had sword poise, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it, yeah, like I said, every fight seemed a little repetitive, but they would always do something a little different. So this ninja's on roller skates at oh one point. Oh, my God. And that was pretty fun <laughs> to watch. This ninja just skating down Fifth <laughs> Avenue, kicking dudes as he's going. What I love is how he takes no time building to the skates. Yeah. He goes out oh, on... that's pretty it's early It's basically on. like vigilante, uh, you know... Death Wish. Exactly. New York Ninja is, is Bronson. Yeah, He's but a Robin Hood uh, that just murders uses rapists. Uses roller skates early on in his ninja. He never goes back to the skates Realizes, again. like, risky. Yeah. The skates were risky. So he goes out on one mission, stops a rape, you know, kicks some guys with some big spinning crescent heel kicks yep. one at a time. Knocks guns out of hands. Has these weird like eggs that are he has this, chalk powder. He basically that... hits people with like powdered donuts. Yeah, and they just <laughs> kind of go like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> and then he just kind of every time he like gets out of dodge while they're just kind of like patting at their eyes. It works every time that feels like a ninja get out of jail free card. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like they aren't even getting like smoke bomb. It's just like powder to a guy's face. Yeah, I kept expecting like some sort of smoke, and then he's disappeared. But yeah, it was literally just. Like hitting them with a donut, like you said, yeah. just bouncing it right up their eyeball. He's got, a, but I mean, he uses all the tricks. He's got the blow dart gun. Yeah, at one point, he's got a fan that uh, does An something unnecessarily <laughs> flashy. Blow yeah. dart gun. Yeah, like <laughs> let a me say, neon purple in these brown weeds. I don't know if we needed like all of those neon feathers. On your blow dart gun. Like, you don't really want to advertise that. When you're an all-white ninja, that, like, hot pink pops off your person, you know? I got to say, that white ninja outfit is looking a little uh, (laughs) little drabby towards the end. It got that New York grime. It was a a dingy white by the (laughs) end of filming. Been through the wash a few times. (laughs) But 
the set pieces were pretty good. You said, you know, everything was covered in graffiti. Yeah, it, was like, it looked gross. Yeah, exactly. One time it's on the rooftop. You know, it's like they did enough, I think, in every fight to kind of give you a little It wasn't the same else. fight each time. They kept yeah. finding different ways around the same formula, finding his way but around it, beating yeah. up 10 guys at once. And then they get a gun on him, and then he has to get out of that. And then, yeah, it's But like, some of it is, you know, it, it approaches kind of Jackie Chan kind of thing. The way you can, uh, you know, it's almost becomes swing dancing. You get mm. knocked down, you get pulled up, you swing onto one guy, throw him into another. Like, he, he starts chaining some things pretty well. This yeah. was planned out. It wasn't just like, all right, guys, just wait in a line and I'm going to come through. Like, they mapped this out. This was. Uh, <laughs> Some of it was a little bit like that. <laughs> Once he came in in roller skates. Yeah. That's one of those. When you're watching a movie like this, you wait for those moments that really set it apart. <laughs> you know, champagne and bullets. You know, you're seeing something, something. <laughs> but once you hit the shimmy slide. It's an immediately like, oh, we're in deep. Yeah, right. We we're that we're that movie. It's it's a great feeling. And I think that roller skating scene. The second this guy skates into frame and just kind of double clotheslines a couple of guys. Yeah. He really snuck up on them in those skates. <laughs> These gang members are all the flashiest looking men in the city, right? And yeah. they dominate the city. It's overrun by gangs. And the way he just kind of comes shooting in, like he's playing roller derby and just kind of thumps into these guys. But yeah, man, him getting chased by guys and having to do fight scenes while on skates. He couldn't do kicks at that point. No, that was all fists. The kicks were all gone. So he had to work in different spin attacks, but then he's like spinning on skates. It's like a real violent A&W delivery. (laughs) Right. Like... A skate fight scene is ambitious. That was pretty good. You got you got to respect a movie going for that. But, again, that cool score mm-hmm. really keeps this thing kind of thumping, even when it gets repetitive, that cool... Yeah, like, it, that was Really good. cool kind of stuff. I'm a sucker for that, too. I've listened to this score mm-hmm. before seeing the movie. I love it. Nice. But the fights look pretty cool. The weird subplots, if you're... A direct-to-video movie, you add in oh, yeah. a lot of eye-catching subplots. You want to cover, you want to sell this to as many distributor you know, copies as possible. So when they add in a whole melting face, like suddenly it becomes like a street trash. It was so side plot, man. So unexpected. I mean, maybe not <laughs> unexpected, but like out of left field. This, yeah, this Doctor Octopus-looking guy with his yeah briefcase of radiation that he opens up, like. Pulp Fiction style. It was so <laughs> like, bizarre. Honestly. He's, yeah, he's like burning himself. His skin's melting. The scar tissue goes away in the next scene somehow. Yeah, he's like a he's wearing a mask face or, something. or something where he can rebuild his skin. I, I'm not positive. He hypnotizes a woman and that's the that was a tough the scene. The plutonium killer is a fascinating human being. <laughs> I don't know how this guy exists, but he's a real he's a real card. The way he... <laughs> he's a rough character. He's a rough guy, right? Yeah. When I was you know, getting into New York Ninja, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I mean, female trafficking's pretty bad. Oh. They got like 15 women. This one guy's buying them by the dozens. I know. Can't get... I'll got take any women shot. you got. <laughs> yeah, they're trading headshots like Pokemon cards, man. This guy's dying for these women. I got a client that wants them all. 
Oh, yeah. Anytime you got a client that needs like 20 women, bad news. Feels (laughs) like a lot already for the New York Ninja to take on. I know. But then you turn the guy into like a big trouble in little China (laughs) type. uh, There's like a supernatural element all of a sudden to this. I was like, what are we... What are we going to do here? How's the ninja going to fight this thing? Is that supernatural element always been there? Because this predated Big Trouble in Little China. But then there's stuff like American Rickshaw, mm-hmm. where it's just like, is it easier to just be like, also ghosts? I like, think so, Do ghosts man. too. We'll just tackle all of this shit. Maybe. And it kind of works. You know, Kurosawa once said, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's always something freaky in these kind of movies. Yeah, especially like you said, the, the low budget. They kind of... It's almost like they don't have to play by any particular rule. Yeah. So this guy can just be his own freaky science fiction version of this movie. Yeah. While we have Johnny Cufflinks and his horde of <laughs> right. cowboy bandits. Johnny Cufflinks. There's, I, it, when it started off, I thought they were making the the traffickers kind of like Cotton Club. Exactly. Gangsters. It's like Bugsy Malone stuff. And then almost immediately, it turns into those weird Death Wish two rapists. <laughs> yeah. But like. 20 times as many of them. They're all wearing weird sunglasses and pantyhose and have different vests and fingerless gloves. But they work for the radiation guy. Yeah. It's all like this weird connected. He has a really big pyramid scheme going, and I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how like the money is flowing through. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm not sure how his, how his LLC is set up. Yeah. And, but the plutonium scenes and the scenes where he seems to have heat flesh or heat vision or something like when he murders a prostitute while melting i think i think seems he like just, he's getting he hot and hypnotized a woman and then murder is it like her. a fire starter thing where it starts to affect his brain and fry his circuits or he, something he was given her radiation burn so like he's got scanners? some sort of radiation like uh yeah it's like a scanner thing huh i guess or like superman or something i don't know the fact that i went into a movie called new york ninja that had a ton of ninja a ton of swordplay, and I got a side story that might be like Scanners. Mm-hmm. That's a cool little cherry on That's top. That's not bad, right? That's all right. <laughs> yeah, and and his his uh his driver slash bodyguard driver dude, the, the creepiest dude, like ever. Frankenstein Daniel Radcliffe, that kind of creep who chews on his own rat tail. <laughs> oh, that specific uh, kind of creep. Yeah, you know him. Well, he does. He gets at least two rat tail chewing scenes uh. in this. I've, Looks tasty. We all went to school with girls that like chewed on their hair. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew a guy who would just like strategically grow a long rat tail just Ugh. for like chewing purposes. My skin is crawling just thinking of it. That feels like a Death Wish 2 guy when the guy's like, I'm going to get a haircut like a snake. Yeah, right. And this guy's like, I'm going to grow out a rat tail to chew on. But he's also like fights like the Kingsman. He he's really gonna... <laughs> puts on an arty display of swordsmanship. He's huh? a fencer, I think. Yeah, he's he's really He has a couple of fencing swords which he uses to protect the plutonium killer. Yeah. And then when it comes down to a big sword duel between our ninja hero and this man, it becomes a big display. It's quite yeah. It's a whole production. It's like a lot of peacocking. A lot he goes of taking off a... the jacket with the sword in your mouth. Yeah. And then Gets, he gets into some the Goes, best. The best is actually when the New York Ninja, two thirds of the way into this movie, has seen it all supposedly, and then he comes across Rat Tail, and man, he gives him this like, huh? Yeah, look that killed me. Huh? Abs- like what the? 
<laughs> even he, even, even rat he tail, is just like, like I what? can't. No, this rat, guy is too I gotta weird. do the rat tail boss fight now. This guy is what? weird. Kinda well, g- yeah. it was giving me like a no more heroes vibe, right? Oh, I got that. Like you're just basically running through these gangs and bosses, and each one of them is more flamboyant than the last. <laughs> yeah, you know. But it's not like the warriors where there's like, all right, there's six baseball guys. Right. There's six of these other guys. It was just everybody kind of like free, free solo in it. <laughs> yeah. But there was a loose dress code between all the gangs, but they like let people express themselves individually. Mm-hmm. It's important. And but yeah, he keeps going to these no more heroes boss battles, and. Even oh, we get this annoying drunken master swordsmanship. Yeah, what a little show off. <laughs> yeah, Rattail gets like a three minute drunken stumble. To his credit, done well. Also, a stupid style. Looks dumb on camera. <laughs> Just looks dumb. We haven't seen good capoeira. We haven't seen good drunken master. Yeah, it's cool when a guy just does cool sword stuff. It's great when you got like a drunken stumble into a kip up, but man, it can't mm. it can't carry a full fight. Especially no. when the whole fight relied on John Liu going like, "Oh, drunken master style," <laughs> and then just watching him stumble. Yeah, a lot of people got a lot of help from from curious onlookers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I know you're trying to kill me, but I'll let your gambit play out, <laughs> which I guess you need. Yeah, because they should have just filled him with bullets 20 (laughs) minutes into this movie. This guy gets shot pretty early. Yeah, and then a kid gets shot who's trying to protect him. And I was like, they're going to put a kid's death on him too? Yeah. That was going to be a lot, but the kid lives. Don't worry. Well, yeah, because then they establish for one scene that that he has kind of ancient Chinese healing powers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mr. Miyagi stuff. He just kind of rubs some like hot leaves on each of their bullet hole wounds. Yeah. And then they just are kind of like giggling about stuff. Yeah, he takes a real in jokes. Takes a real liking to that kid. He really takes this kid was getting <laughs> frequent shit kickings out on the street. He was. He was one of those street kids. <laughs> he was. It always has kid. money. There was great street kid seeds in this. Oh man, there was a thriving street kid gang community. Yeah. Well, the New York Ninja becomes like a cult hero. Yeah, and people start wearing T-shirts and buttons. That's great. Posting signs up. We, yeah. we heart New York Ninja. Maybe the most clever, like, best part of the movie to me was him becoming, like, a little celebrity. Oh, sure. I love that bit. And That's then the awesome. kids all come out dressed as ninjas and kick the shit out of some guys. That is, you know, for, that a, was good. for a movie that had a lot of ugliness for deciding to yeah. take up 70% of its runtime with, with builds to with rapes. violence towards women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say a shocking amount of, of not nudity. Right. Usually these things, we've watched some some rough ones in great movies, like Blood Games. Mm-hmm. Those are scary. This one, they kept the women clothed. They were just constantly in the threat of getting something <laughs> ripped off Always of them. getting shoved around or chained up somewhere. Yeah. But this... they kept the I Heart New York Ninja shirt on them. <laughs> they wouldn't rip that off No, the no, body. no. There's a code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you got to become a cult celebrity. You know, it was important that the Ghostbusters became cult right. celebrities, totally. right? It's cool to get a fandom. It puts the bullies on their heels. Mm-hmm. And that gives us our great scene of all the little kids that the New York Ninja inspired. All the street orphans, I guess. Bunch of kids just running around of, New York. A lot of urchins. A lot yeah. of sooty-faced urchins around <laughs> New York 1984. Yeah. Street kids. And I, I do love how they played fast and loose with how quickly you could show up somewhere dressed as a full ninja. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Only about half the kids made it. Suddenly half the kids show up and like a higher percentage than you would think have ninja suits. Yeah. Well, you know, they just that's they they'd go out at the house that way. They're just wearing the ninja suit around the way you would wear the, you know, sure. ninja turtle suit when you were, when <laughs> right. you were a kid. You just, yeah, you Not get you, prepared, right? Yeah, yeah. And the way I currently wear pajama pants. Right. And uh the the scene with you get basically 40 kids. When I talk about going out of your way to get extras, this guy got 40 kids to just Ewok to death. Yep. Like 15 <laughs> different gang members, right? Yeah. That's ambition. That was good. That's ambition in your, pro- you, that's you believing in your project and knowing you could do this, but taking it farther. Mm-hmm. We fit more kids into this frame. He used all of that 35 millimeter. True. He got a lot of kids into that shot as they were surrounded the gang. I love later on when he gets it, uh, when the kids come back and save him because he's been captured by the police and he gets to just duck down. To the size of the kids and then scamper he sca- off. He used him as this little human smoke smoke shield. Uh, that was great. All the it, kids It was handled out. really we well. But when, when they came in celebrating him like Rocky, they all had yeah. their handmade signs, all had their buttons and New York Ninja merch. That's the thing, man. This dude made this movie. You know he had merch. Oh, man. I want a button. Right? Oh, I got it. They have to make repro buttons now. I mean, I'm assuming, since I own the movie I'm on VHS we look now, it up. there yeah. has to be a button yeah. exists. They have to. You would those. hope Vinegar Syndrome would know. Yeah. Well, let's get some T-shirts together. I mean, I remember when I saw Mandy in theaters a few years ago. That was a independent film. It was mm-hmm. like by one of those studios that I'm not sure if it's a con or not. But like, you own the movie. Mm, one of those right. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it made Mandy. So okay. But when I went to a screening of it, they had you know. That kind of merch hmm. from the movie because they were just shopping their movie. So I'm sure this guy had boxes of buttons. Oh, yeah. And now that they're back doing these revival showings of a brand new 35-year-old movie, they have to have something. They have to be selling stuff. I got the soundtrack. I'm going to look it up. So they got that. I will it's... definitely wear an I Heart New York Ninja t-shirt <laughs> if I can this get one. This is good. It delivers, right? It was entertaining. It was. It was low-budget, obviously, shot. Some of the fight scenes are just, they're just slower than you, what we're used to now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we we get spoiled with the Jackie Chan and sure. the John Wick stuff. I mean, where, it's where, tough Where after... you can get that bang, 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 bang editing. This is clearly, like, one camera, you know. But there's that there. art to that where they're doing this, a lot of uncut shots. Yeah. Where he's taking out eight guys and he's like, oh, man, I'm on number seven. It's a, yeah. We it's, can't mess up number eight. It's not the worst. Yeah, exactly. He, he does complete <laughs> all the moves. Satisfactory. I, th- I think the line in the sand for these movies is when you watch the inevitable scene of them doing their weapons demonstration demo. Mm. Does it look good, or is it getting laughter? When right. Jim Jim Van Bever takes the biggest risk of ever, all time when he breaks out the nunchucks. Sure, you're just waiting to look like a nerd, whipping around nunchucks around your. And then when he's like, "Oh, okay, just this guy can work some chucks. chucks." Yeah, all right. You know, it it would have been a real downer in Beastmaster had Mark Singer not been able to work that sword. When he's standing on top of ruins, swinging that sword around his hand, commanding animals, (laughs) you need to look like you can hold a sword to capture a a wizard. Oh, yeah. And so when John Liu is finally doing his karate demonstration and all his like held poses, it looks cool. 
It looks fine. He's a it's he's a good. cool martial artist. He can hold the swords he, well. He he was doing the flips uh, pretty good. He works a couple of really great Jackie Chan spots, and the one that I think is as good as any comedy Jackie Chan spot is the way he basically like Buster Keaton makes a guy follow his foot around. Oh yeah, yeah. Through like a series of ten kicks. That was mapped out so well. That was a good bit. When yeah. he was just holding his foot up in this high standing split to the guy and just kind of cartoonishly bashing him and then spinning. That's a great, great bit. Mm-hmm. So he had good ideas. And the the choreography of the fights could have been really messy. But yeah, it was a lot of one at a time. Yeah. But it allowed for a lot of cool sweeping kicks. He took out some knees with some leg sweeps. There's cool shit in this. If you yeah. want to see a lot of guys take a Batman-style beating, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it felt like maybe the training level of, like, Arkham City, where you're <laughs> yeah. just button-mashing, just but all the dudes are just waiting f- yeah, to get yeah, their Yeah, they're combo. all just waiting and doing, like, a lurching, yeah. breathing kind of thing. And, and, yeah, and every now and then, let's get him! <laughs> get him! Yeah. You know, we, we talked about it early with the dubbing where you get a lot of guys shouting from off-camera. I think they got a pretty good balance. Mm-hmm. They could have kept it real busy and made it sound real cartoony. They kept it pretty authentic to the the genre that this was going to yeah. be released. It, in. it always felt appropriate. Yeah. yeah, it never feels like they're like uh, they're trying to make fun of the original footage or, or anything like that. No, like it does, really, it feels like they're trying to make it feel like authentic. it was an '84. Yeah, I think they want to match it up to '84 movie. as much as possible. Yeah. and we've gotten cool movies that have done that. It's a, again, it's a hot nostalgia era, mm-hmm. but actually getting film from that era, New York, uh, for good or bad, does read on film. It does add to this. Mm-hmm. You can't deny a movie that's cheap like 1990 Bronx Warriors. Yeah, yeah, looks way cooler in New York than it would in Vancouver. It, yeah, it makes a difference <laughs> for sure. Yeah, like, this isn't just random alleyways, like you said. You're seeing the skyline. Yeah, they are. Illegally filming in Manhattan. You know, J- Jason Takes Manhattan can't really say they filmed in New York. Yeah. But New York Ninja, I know this because they made sure to include every single landmark <laughs> exactly. in New York City. You better believe you get the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find the two towers. <laughs> I was looking for them. Really? I was looking. Are you they- serious? I saw them plenty of times. Did you? Oh, yeah. Couldn't see There them. was plenty of sweeping shots with the towers in it. Man, the Statue of Liberty was cool because it w- would have been in this time where they were doing renovations. Oh yeah, there was so there was, was like, huge scaffolding all around. It was just covered it. in scaffolding, scaffolding, scaffolding. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was just it, that's how you know it was really it filmed in the eighties. Really added that. Just this is a slice of weird film history. Mm-hmm. This is it's great that somebody's renovating this and then it got to play in a theater. You know, this was what yeah. the guy wanted in 1984 for this thing to play theater. Is he still with us? Do we still? Uh, I, I think I, so. Yeah, yeah, I imagine he, he, there was a lot of new features for the huge Blu-ray debut mm-hmm. of it. You know, this has never been out on film before. It's one of those movies that was talked about in deep cult film circles. And so it was like known that this was a lost film in by certain weirdos but yeah, not yeah, yeah, not yeah. like uh never <laughs> well, thought yeah, it would not... have been recovered in any way sure or put this lavishly two years of a project together so i like that there's sickos out there that do that <laughs> i mean great... you know scorsese's preserving films <laughs> yeah it's true so is vinegar syndrome <laughs> yeah you're Give preserving a new like spanish film. films and nigerian films from the 50s and 
This is another we're, 90 minutes of great New York action film footage that is now added. Mm. I don't know if this is streaming anywhere yet. I'm not sure. The Blu-ray is for sale. It's like you can find the Blu-ray and the VHS copy and check your area. I know people that have seen it in theater. It's out there and it's it's good. It's good. It if scratches you, yeah. an itch that just isn't there anymore. These movies aren't getting made like this. This is uh, this is a good hit. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Came to this. It did come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Good night.